Uh, we're going to look at chapter 4. Uh, we're going to start at verse 18 and go through verse 20. And then we're going to look at an old familiar passage, Romans 8 and 28. So we're going to begin with Matthew chapter 4. Verses 18 through 20, when you have it, if you would please stand as you are able. And I'm going to be reading from the NLT. And then I'm going to take the NKJV version of Romans 8 and 28. One day as Jesus was walking by, one day when Jesus was walking along the shore of the Sea of Galilee, he saw two brothers, Simon, also called Peter, and Andrew throwing a net into the water, for they fished for a living. See, God already knows we got to work and earn a living. Right. <laughs> <laughs> he already knows. Jesus called. What does your version say? Follow me and I will make you fishers of men. Jesus called out to them. Mm -hmm. Come. Follow me. And I will show you well. how to fish for people. <laughs> and they left their nets at once and followed him. Verse 20, what does your version say? And they straightway left their nets and followed him. Straightway, immediately, without hesitation, without saying, hold on, Jesus, let me handle this right now. Mm -hmm. They just said, okay. Try to keep that in mind immediately, straightway, at once. They left. They left their profession. <laughs> Rut row. And they followed Christ. So let's look at Romans 8 and 28. And I want us all to read it in unison as a corporate church. Whatever version you have. And we know that all things work together. For good, stop. For good. Yeah. Amen. All things. Mm -hmm. Good. Not so good. Indifferent. Challenging. Yeah. Heartbreaking. All things work together for what? Good. To who? Them. Who them? That love God. To those who are the called. We missed that the. Mm. Amen. <laughs> we just say, a court, call the court now. Mm -mm. Mm -mm. Who are the, the called. called. According to who? His Man's purpose? purpose? To whose purpose? God's purpose. This is the reason for my title. Called or appointed. Well. 
called or appointed. Following God is my job. He will make me what he wants me to be according to his purpose. When the first disciples, Peter and his brother Andrew, were summoned by Jesus to follow him, the rabbi already knew already knew what he would make them, fishers of men. They didn't receive a notice by mail like a jury summons, no telegram. They had no seminary or college degrees, but they were called by Jesus to one, be discipled, First, I got to teach you and train you before I send you out. And then to become apostles to go out and preach the gospel and make more disciples and plant churches. Church of the Solid Rock has been planted. Not buried. Planted. See, there's a difference between being called and being appointed. Not everybody standing behind this desk is called to be a pastor or teacher. Some might have pastor-like behavior, and God said it in his word, that if you would just accept my son, Jesus Christ, I can be a good actor or actress. Some might even have a holy light conviction. Praise God in this place today. I thank you, God, for this opportunity to serve your people. Really? Some might even act like they belong behind this desk. God has spoken to me today. careful when people say I've been called to the gospel because not everybody can handle huh, the appointment. <laughs> Regardless of what it looks like, you have to know that you have been called to such a time as this. It doesn't matter what it looks like. It doesn't matter what people say about you. It doesn't even matter what they think about you. It all matters as to what God says who you are. Your walk will speak for itself. I don't need a t-shirt or a stamp on my forehead to say I'm a pastor. Just check out my walk and see how I treat others. People in a restaurant who serve our tables, please, thank you. Could I, may I, instead of go get this and go get that and do this to me and do, who are you? Jesus didn't treat his disciples that way. He washed their feet. And he cooked fish for them. He loved frying fish for his disciples. He had a fish fry at the beach. 
After they came back from a long fishing journey, he had food waiting on them. I know y'all been laboring all night long, so I prepared breakfast for you. Fish. Who would have thunk it? Fish for breakfast. Your talk is different. Your stamina is different. Prayer and perseverance are your roommates. My Lord. My Lord. <laughs> when you and a few show up for church, are you still called? When others walk away, are you still called? Is this church still relevant? Yes, it is. Zechariah 4 and 10 says that God is glad to see the work begun. Now, I'm sure if a stranger walked up to you, dressed in a winter white cloth of some kind, a sheet with a hoodie on it, yeah. wearing sandals, with a sheet with a hoodie, wearing sandals, don't have no sandals on, dusty, need to be shaved with hair and locks. I'm sure you might have some reservations when he says, come, follow me. <laughs> I'm sure I probably would too. Some people are foolish and gullible enough to follow a Christ-like figure. But these men already knew Jesus because John had already said, that's the one right there. It ain't me. I'm just preparing the way for the one to come. So they already knew who Jesus was, so they knew he was the man for the job. But they just didn't know a whole lot about him. So they had to follow him and get to know him and learn him. And he had to get to learn them and realize that they were just as lost as they appeared to be. If you are called, then you are destined to answer. I want you to understand that. It's your destiny to say yes to the Lord because he knew you would. Being called by God is much more different than being appointed by the modern day church. Growing up in the AME church, each year pastors would receive their appointments from the conferences in which they preached in. And the bishops and the presiding elders were responsible for this process. Some pastors would receive a large church and some not so much. Some pastors would be appointed back to the same church for another conference year. So every year they would receive some form of appointment from the bishops and the presiding elders to say, you have to travel 200 miles away from where you live every Sunday to preach the gospel. You're not going to move there. You just have to travel there every Sunday to preach the gospel. How many people would accept that appointment? Very few. They want to be close to home. They want a large church with a thousand people in it because they get a, a nice little salary based on the membership. Based on the membership, they have to pay conference dues based on the membership. So if you have a thousand members, then your conference dues is going to be a whole lot higher than somebody who might have, let's say, 10 members. So you pay into this conglomerate of bishops and presiding elders paying their salaries and giving them a wonderful life that they can live and you struggling trying to pay your light bill. 
Part notice, Pastor. Came by Tampa for your babies. But you have to meet your budget. Are you still called in? These pastors will consider the smaller churches, sort of like this one, to be a dead church because there's only a few members, mostly senior citizens on a fixed income or no income at all. So they weren't very happy about their appointments because they got a much smaller church. And I'm not paying to preach. That's what I heard one preacher say. So apparently you're not called to this office. Because when you're called, Paul says, I'm compelled to do it. Not because I get paid to do it, because God has called me to do it. And I'll do it with five or 55. I'll do it with three or 33. I'll do it with a thousand or 10. I'm still going to preach the gospel because I am called to do it. So therefore, I'm compelled to continue this journey. If God can raise a man from the dead in four days, after four days of being dead in his grave, God can resurrect anything. Nothing is impossible for him. <laughs> I have to do it. I don't want to boast about it. I don't have to brag about it. I just have to do it because God says I have to. Woe unto those who do not preach the gospel when they are called to do it. If it wasn't for my calling, I wouldn't do what I do every Sunday. I wouldn't come up here with enthusiasm. I wouldn't come up here just to see the same old faces every Sunday. I love seeing y'all's faces every Sunday. And then you got the nerve to bring mama with you? What? I enjoy seeing my church family every week. Y'all don't get on my nerves. And I hope I don't get on y'all's nerves. Now, we're not going to always agree. <laughs> but nonetheless, we will always show love towards one another. God didn't say this job would be easy, but he said it would be worth it. I wouldn't do what I'm supposed to do if I wasn't called to do it. I wouldn't, God would even give me the means to do it. We wouldn't even have this beautiful place. He would have shut us down years ago. But he said, stay the course, daughter. I got something better in store for you. You remain faithful, and I will continue to bless you and your flock. And he has done just that. So it doesn't matter how large or small this church is, I'm still called. It doesn't matter how crowded or sparse this church is, I'm still called. It doesn't matter how popular, popular I'm not or I am, I'm still called to preach the gospel. When you realize God's purpose in your life, it's just not about you anymore. It's about the people you serve. You represent God in and out of the church, especially outside the church. Not just on Sundays and Wednesdays, but every day. So if we are to walk in a manner that is consistent, consistent, consistent with our calling, Paul instructs us we are to live as those who are children of light. Amen. 
I let my light shine at work all the time. Some people wonder, why are you so happy? Because I got Jesus in my life. Do I have great days all the time? No, I don't. But God still blesses me. Do I grow tired and weary? Yes, I do. But nonetheless, God still blesses me. Do I get sick and tired of listening to the same old people do the same old thing and not go nowhere and not do nothing? Yes, I do. But God still gives me the grace to give them the grace to get it right the next time. Nobody is perfect. God will use you in a mighty way if you get out of his way. <laughs> Some of us are in our own self way. Some people are their own roadblocks to their own success because they keep setting goals that God has not ordained for them. Tell your neighbor, don't block your blessings. Don't block your blessings. Don't block your blessings, mama. You at that facility for a reason. To teach some of them people how to count if nothing else. <laughs> if nothing else. <laughs> to teach them how to count. Teach them how to add. Show them how it's really done. To bring your knowledge and wisdom. To share your testimony. To let people know that, hey, I'm a survivor too. You never know how God is going to use you. You never know where he's going to place you for you to be used by him. But you have to let him take charge of your life. Many people hear the call of God, but only the few will respond because they are the ones who are truly hearing God. Some people are hearing voices, but it ain't the voice of God. Jesus said many times, he who has ears to hear, let him hear. The point is that we all have ears, those of us who can hear and, and, and are not hearing imperative, even if we are, God will speak to us through our spirit. Yes, yes. But only a few that are listening will respond. Y'all have responded to the call. And for that, God is continuously blessing you, isn't he? Not everybody who hears the gospel receives it, but only the few who have ears to hear it. The many hear it, but there is no interest. Well, they are just outright antagonizing God. Hostility, enmity, opposition towards God. Really? How are you going to oppose God, the one that created you? Many are called or invited into the kingdom, but none are able to come on their own. God must draw them. He must tug at their hearts. He must draw their hearts of those who come. Otherwise, they won't come. So here we are, Church of the Solid Rock, the faithful few. The called of God, even with our collective flaws, he has still called us to such a time as this. Moses killed a man defending his brethren, but God called him. David had an affair, but God still called him. Peter denied Jesus three times, but God still called him. Amen. Judas Iscariot betrayed Jesus for money, yet God called him according to his purpose. Paul was a murderer, got knocked off his beast, yet still called. Jacob 
was a trickster called inadvertently, yet he was still called. Thomas doubted, yet he was still called. Rahab was a prostitute. Yeah, God can call them too. According to his purpose. And we know that all things work together for good. God is not asking us for perfection. He is looking for a faithful few who will commit and fulfill our purpose. Do you realize your purpose is to be a Mama, do you realize your purpose? Not yet. I pray that God will speak to you so you can figure it out. Do you realize your purpose, Joshua? Candace, Sister Marjorie? Yeah. If you don't realize your purpose, I suggest you to find out by seeking God for that answer. Because we waste too much time chasing after pipe dreams that are not meant for us to have. And then we waste so much time and we run out of energy and we are exhausted to the point to where we just want to quit and throw in the towel and just give up. But God says, well, I never told you to do that in the first place. So don't be mad at me because I never ordained that for your life. People will have you jumping from the skillet to the frying pan because they see, I see in you. You don't see nothing in me that y'all have already ordained. I see that you need to be quiet and let God speak to me and let him tell me who I'm supposed to be and what I'm supposed to be doing. Because I don't need a messenger to tell me what God has already told me in the first place. When I finally realized my purpose, y'all, I stopped belly aching over what I shoulda, coulda, woulda been had my mother not blocked my progress to be a basketball star. Mm -hmm. And you want to know when I finally got over it? When I went to my first WNBA Relieved that I finally got over the biggest disappointment in my life. God said, daughter, you are coaching on another team. My Lord. I was a basketball star, but in a different capacity. Mm-hmm. I was a headliner, but in a different capacity. My Lord. Yes, I made the newspapers every week that I played the game, but I wasn't supposed to be a star from that point on in basketball, so God changed my career back. I still love the game. And I still play it very well at 53. And and someday, I I still have that desire to maybe coach a a girls team or a women's team. Intramural team, it doesn't really matter. Maybe one day God will grant me that desire. 
to coach that team. It doesn't have to be a WNBA team. It could be any team. But right now, God has me coaching the team of spirits. Building the body of Christ. Helping them to exercise their faith. Help them to pump the iron called the word of God. So they can be strengthened and empowered by it. That's the team God has me on. And that's the coaching position he has me appointed to at this time. It's called preaching and teaching. And I'm okay with that because I'm called to do it. He still allows me to earn money and take care of my family because he knows I got to work. Right. He knows I got to make a living. Mm-hmm. He don't want me begging on the streets. So he has provided me. God provided me with a job so that I can take care of my family. Yet still, he provides me with a space to preach the gospel. My Lord. Whereas I may not have the opportunity in any other space. Mm-hmm. Because I don't have that this or I don't have that and I don't drive a fancy car and I don't carry a fancy title. I don't have a doctorate or or a doctor in front of my name or a PhD behind my name. Who cares? Most of the disciples didn't have those either. And they went on to do great and powerful things for the kingdom of God. Amen? So whatever you're called to do, do it. It doesn't matter what people think. It doesn't matter if they shoot you down. God ain't called no lesbian to preach the gospel. Well, he uh, had Rahab to help the spies. Moses killed a man. Mm -hmm. Paul killed a lot of people. Mm -hmm. Moses killed, Paul murdered. There's a difference. Killing in self-defense. Murdering is premeditation. There's a difference in killing and murder. Y'all know that, right? Mm -hmm. Both equally did something that was that took somebody's life. But God said what? He used them. He called them. And he let them work for him anyways. Judas stole the money. Yet, Jesus let him stay on. And then Peter denied him, the first disciple that was called. No, he was a man, but he still denied him in front of the crowd. Yet God forgave him. And Jesus reinstated him. Once I got over what I wanted to do and decided to just embrace what God needs me to do, I'm good. Following God is my job. And he will make me what he wants me to be according to his purpose. Will you follow the one who calls you to be what you are destined to be. Will you follow him with his hoodie on and his sandals and his dusty feet, his locks of hair? Will you follow the one who says in a sweet, soft voice, come follow me and I will make you fishers of many? I pray so in Jesus' name that you do. Amen. 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 Lord, thank you for the called that I stand before. Thank you for their purpose. And even if they haven't figured it out just yet, Father God, we thank you for at least giving them the desire to know, to want to know why they are here. 
Thank you, God, for this word today. And I pray, God, that you will continue to bless and keep us as we continue to answer our call, to move through our call, to work in our call, to operate in our call, and to declare Jesus' name as often as we can. We thank you, Lord, for the beautiful day that you have given to us that was not promised. We thank you for allowing us to see a brand new year, a brand new day, a new Sunday, a new day to get it right. We thank you, Lord God, for each and every person. And I ask your special blessing upon their lives from this day forward, Lord God. Touch, bless, and keep them, Lord God, as they continue to fulfill their purpose. Thank you, Lord God, for all that you have given us, blessed us with. Thank you for entrusting us with the word. And we pray, Father God, that you will continue to help us as we navigate through this thing called life. Continue to help us to love one another as Jesus has loved us. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Amen.